I know you might not want to talk about this, but do you remember the early days of the pandemic? Pre-vaccine, the time of empty streets, people sheltering in their homes, and fear. Seems now like some kind of dystopian bad dream that isolated and isolating time when many of us forgot what it's like to gather in groups. And have you noticed too how as, as things in Los Angeles change, as the mandates relax and, and, and the city opens up more fully, how we too are struggling in stages to open up, to, to remember and relearn the, the basics of social interaction. I don't know if you've had this experience, but, but I do. You, you, you're constantly wondering, is this a place where I do wear a mask or I don't wear a mask? Should I hug this person or just do elbows or fist pumps? Uh, it's, it's unclear. And unmasked conversations feel so unmasked. <laughs> Sometimes I just stare at people's faces in awe of all the expression. And extended time with others in person, I think for many of us, can feel a little bit exhausting. We're out of practice. And so as we stumble out of the long and isolating wilderness of the COVID pandemic, and who would ever think that an endemic would sound like a good thing. <laughs> We're sort of blinking our eyes in the light and finding ourselves to be different. Now, others of you had a completely different pandemic. Some of you were, were medical people on the front lines throughout, and that included the time before the vaccines and, and the time before you could safely survive COVID. And so for you, the wilderness equaled a life lived in frontline suffering, fear, loss, death, struggle to stay alive and to survive yourselves, deep trauma. Those are two expressions of the pandemic life and there's hundreds of other variations too. So whether yours was an experience of isolation or of outright danger and trauma, we have collectively experienced something very new and different for us. Children spending months alone in their rooms learning in front of computer screens, temporarily almost feral, Elderly isolated from family and friends, even in the midst of serious illness. I know that this moment now feels like a lifetime from the toilet paper shortage of 2020. <laughs> but we are still at a stage of emerging from the wilderness. Wilderness, the theme today. Like like the wilderness that Moses led his people through for 40 years, and like the Holy Spirit leads Jesus in the story today for 40 days in 
a place where he's relentlessly tempted and tested by the devil. Because that's what happens to us in the wilderness. We undergo tests and temptations and intense life-changing experiences. Suffering. Suffering in ways that change us. In the wilderness, we suffer and we learn and we change. Someone once said the wilderness is a place that every believer has to experience in order to be molded into their own divine purpose. So if that's true, how has the wilderness of the pandemic molded you? What are you learning about your own divine purpose and what are we learning about our collective divine purpose? What have we learned from the wilderness? Think about that for a moment while we look at what Jesus learned in the wilderness because we know that his journey into the wilderness was not his idea. He had just been baptized and the Spirit led him there. It was planned, in his case, by God. And he remains in the wilderness for a sort of biblically significant 40 days, aligning with the walkabout experience and other stories like the, the, the 40 years of Moses' people in the wilderness and 40 days and 40 nights of rain in the story of Noah. Or, or Moses with God at the top of Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights. When you hear the number 40, you know something very significant is happening. And in today's story, again, one minute Jesus is experiencing the joy of baptism, the next minute he's whisked off into who knows where. He's lost, eventually famished, starving. We hear he ate nothing at all during those days. And I don't think he knows exactly what's happening to him. If he, had, if he did, it wouldn't be a test, right? But he is being tested with three tests, in fact, because Jesus is starving. The first test is that the devil asks him to turn a stone into bread. Next, the devil shows him all the kingdoms of the world and promises him power and authority over them. And finally, the devil takes him to the very pinnacle, the very top of the temple in Jerusalem, that holiest of holy places, and dares him to leap. As if to say, show me your trust in God in that way. And each time Jesus handles it, each time he asserts his trust and devotion to God, his relationship with God, easily drawing answers from scripture, drawing again and again from Deuteronomy to answer every temptation. And then we hear when the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. That sounds ominous. But the good news is, for the moment, Jesus triumphs. Scholars say that the most important thing about these 40 days for Jesus in the wilderness is that it's a time in which he comes to see and understand his own purpose, his mission on earth, to, to sort of help people, other people, resist the powers of the world, the temptations of the world, those powers that are bent on dragging us away from 
God, from relationship with God. And we all know about those powers. These past two years, we faced so many tests. Tests of our own tests that threatened to pull us away from God, from trusting God. The temptation to take out our frustration and our unhappiness on others was constant. The temptation to, to resent other people, other political parties, other, 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 other systems, or to cling to damaging old ways, those temptations were constant. The temptation to shut down emotionally, to give in to apathy and indifference, the temptation to give way to exhaustion and despair. That's why, that's why I especially love the opening prayer that you heard this morning. It's beautiful and bracing with the words, Almighty God, come quickly to help us who are assaulted by many temptations. And here's the best part. As you know the weaknesses of each of us, let each one find you mighty to save. Hear that? Yes. We have help in facing all of these tests, all of these troubles that this strange time has brought. Let each one find us uniquely saved by God. The story of the wandering of the Israelites led by Moses shows us a people who for 40 long years were impatient and anxious and struggled to trust God. So when the Holy Spirit leads Jesus into the wilderness for 40 days, not 40 years, he experiences what we can think of as a new exodus journey, a, a reboot of exodus. If believers in Moses' time and after had lost their way, lost that connection to God, that trust in God, then Jesus in his own wilderness journey can offer us a new pattern, like spreading a giant map out on the table and showing us how to make it through. First, by validating our struggle. Yes, we struggle, but Jesus also struggled. That's good news for us. We're in fine company. And secondly, by showing us that in trusting God, we make it through as Jesus makes it through. These past two years that we want to forget as quickly as possible, they will and do have residual effects. The exhaustion, the trauma have challenged us. And remember that question that I asked earlier, what has this wilderness experience, this wilderness journey of the past two years, what has it meant for you? What have you and I learned about our divine purpose, our divine purpose as individuals and our divine purpose as a community? 
Hold that question in your opening hearts, in your prayer, and look at how you have been shaped and changed.